Welcome to today's podcast. My name is Conan Esla. I'm here with Tadeo Gasparetto. Hello, everyone. And with Carlos Gomez. Hola. Hola, hola. Tadeo, can you tell us a little bit about today's paper? Sure. Well, the paper, it's extremely interesting that we decided to discuss this week. It's called Outracing Champion Gran Turismo Drivers with Deep Reinforcement Learning. And one of the nicest things that this paper has been published in Nature, that is very nice that they are having papers about esports in such prestigious journal. And I cannot be mentioned the name of our authors. It's a huge team of 27 authors. So the, the first author is Peter Herman. So he works with artificial intelligence, machine learning, and so on. And them all work for Sony. So it's a huge group of teams that work in New York, Tokyo, and Zurich. And the paper, it's about how the machine can beat humans playing Gran Turismo. But not only how can win, but also all this training process that they created using artificial intelligence for beating the human. So I would say that when I started reading the paper, it was like, come on, the machine always wins. But I realized, no, no, because I was really bad. And then it's not the case because they are talking about world champions. And then for me, it was very interesting. So go ahead, guys. What do you have to say about it? I can talk a little bit more uh, about the um, paper and what they actually do. So they frame this whole research idea within the artificial intelligence and uh, machine learning uh, literature. And they explain that there have been attempts in the past to explore these research and, and these questions and specifically regarding driving. No? So this research in uh, to understand the vehicle dynamics using uh, machine learning algorithms also to approach like solo driving. Machines can actually drive cars without the humans behind. And this group of authors, they take it to the next level. They actually call it racing at the highest level. So they try to compare how machines can beat humans when they have to race very fast so to speak. And they focus on different factors of driving. And for the algorithm, they target like four items. They call it race car control, racing tactics, racing etiquette, and racing strategy. So they will be comparing humans and machines in these four categories. And how do they do it? So they compare humans versus machines in two events. And they have different tracks. Tracks are like stadiums where cars drive and laps, and they choose three different tracks. So they have the Dragon Trail Seaside, and they use here high-performance road vehicles. Then they have another scenario, is the Lago Maggiore GP, and the type of car is the FIA GT3. This is only for the experts. I honestly have no idea what this car actually is. And they also have the last of the racing X scenarios that they say is the most complex. It's the Circuit de Arts, where the 24 hours of Le Mans actually take place. And the type of car they use is the Red Bull X 2019. Yeah, and this is basically what the paper is, is about. Maybe to talk a little bit more in detail about the machine learning algorithm, Cornell, you can give us your input. Yeah, thank you very much for this very nice introduction of the paper, Carlos. For me personally, this was also like for Tadeo, a very interesting paper because I played Gran Turismo when I was younger, not Gran Turismo 4, but Gran Turismo 2. And Carlos, when you just talked about those tracks, the last track 
I used to know it by heart, but I still sucked. So it was really difficult to drive this track for me. So this was one of the reasons why I really enjoyed reading this paper. So what did the researchers do in their machine learning algorithms? Here, it's really important to know for the listener and also for Carlos and you, Tadeo, that I'm really not an expert in machine learning. So I tried to understand what was going on, but I'm not 100% sure that I understood it correctly. So I think the researchers, what they did is they learned with GT Sophie, that's what they called their algorithm, by using 20 PlayStations at the same time. Um, each PlayStation had between 10 and 20 cars. And then they just repeated this all the time. And GT Sophie had the possibility or the options to brake or accelerate, obviously, and to steer left and right. Okay. And this is what they trained with this algorithm for three tracks. This is interesting for me. So GT Sophie could actually only do two things, like go faster and go slower or turn right or left, isn't it? Yeah, but then they also included a few more things. That's really interesting that we say that because I thought about this in the very same way as well. So they rewarded the agent, so GT Sophie, when the racing time was improved. So then it got like a reward. And in the next step, they rewarded the agent for passing more cars. So yeah, it's right what you say. So this is how in principle they build it up. And when you read how much this agent played one course, you're blown away because here they say that they let them train for 45,000 hours on one track. Honestly, I can't imagine that a human would play one track for such a long time. But still, I think if you like this paper, like I did, you should have a, a look at figure 1C. Normally, I'm not mentioning figures, but 1C, that's super interesting because you can see how the performance of the agent increased over time. And my final comment regarding the method is the racing etiquette. This was very difficult, I guess, for them to include. And I would like to cite the authors. They say, we opted for a conservative approach that penalized the agent for any collision in which it was involved. And here it says, regardless of fault, with some extra penalties if the collision was likely considered unacceptable. So for me, this is like the icing on the top, right? Because you could say, okay, I just perform an algorithm that is faster than the other cars or faster than a human, but no, they didn't stop there. They said, okay, we have this racing etiquette and we want to include it as well. So then obviously you want to know what did they find out? So what happened? Tadeo, can you tell us a little bit about sure. what do Very the results nice explanation. show? about such complex structural corner, very nice. Well, actually they simulated two kinds of events. So the first one they call like time trial. So it's just the machine does the circuit, the fastest lap as possible. And then they play against the top three Gran Turismo drivers in the world. So firstly was the GT Sophie during this trial, this lap, and even offering the ghost, the ghost is the shadow, of the GT Sophie did, then those top players tried and even though couldn't beat the machine. So in this one, the machine won the top three drivers. This was online, let's say online race. 
However, the second event, the second kind of event that was even more important for this paper itself is called the head-to-head. So because of the pandemic, they couldn't invite racers or drivers from all over the world. They did this in Japan. So they selected the best four Japanese drivers. They went to Sony for performing this task. So the agent, the GT Sophie, were, let's say, multiplied by four, was four computer drivers against the four real human drivers. And they dispute in these three circuits that Carlos mentioned, two races, one in the 2nd of July in the last year, 2021. And for me, it was very surprising that humans won. So the final score was like 80 against 70. They gave points like in real races, like 10, 8, 6, 5, 3, 2, 1, so on. So according to the final position in the race, they were awarded. And then in this first preliminary point, the humans won. What they did, so that is the reinforcement learning that they created. So the second leg, let's say, of this dispute would take place in October. And during this period, they train the GT Sophie. So they increase the network size. They change some rewards. They increase the population of opponents that they would be facing over this training period. And in October, 21st of October, they had again this head-to-head competition against the four same drivers and GT Sophie and the computer. The machine won, I couldn't say easy, but was 104 against 52. So the computer, let's say, defeat humans, the best drivers in Japan, one of the four of the best drivers in the world, after this deep learning that they had in this. Process. And beyond, so beyond, yeah, yeah, please. Sorry, Tadeo, beyond this winning and this competition between humans and machines, I think it would also interesting because the authors put the focus in these four areas and they're pretty satisfied with the results in three of them. They are pretty confident that the machine really learned in the race car control, in the racing tactics, and in the racing etiquette, but they are not completely satisfied with the way the machine thinks how and when to pass the other cars, right? Exactly. No, there's only one question for me to you now, Carlos, because I know that Tadeo and I, we both really enjoyed always, I mean, not always, but we enjoyed playing Gran Turismo. And now when you see all those racing times and those tracks and you read about it, and for this paper, the authors also uploaded the videos of the races. Carlos, don't you think, ah, now I want to try out my luck and see how fast I can go on this track? Actually, not really. No, it's not something that <laughs> came to my mind when I read about the paper. The closest I've been to one of these races was when the Formula One in Spain was huge, when this guy, Fernando Alonso, was competing. That's like the only time that I was a little tiny bit interested in this type of races. But what I was really interested after reading the paper, and I went back to read it again, and I recommend it to everyone that is interested uh, in the differences between humans and machines. Uh, there's a section they call fairness versus humans, and they tell us, okay, did humans have a disadvantage some, somewhere with these machines? And they compare different things, how the machine perceives the, the tracks and how humans do different things with the vehicle state. And one thing that is really interesting is the reaction time. This machine, this GT Sophie, is about 10 times faster than a human reaction time. So that is something that can make a difference. They actually run simulations and they try to slow down the machine to try to make it more fair, but still it apparently wins. So that was something really nice that I found about this paper and I went again and read the section. Yeah, definitely. This was very nice. And another thing that I would like to add is about 
from the way the paper is written is that at the very end, they have what they put like driver testimonials. And it's very cool because then those guys that have been defeated by the machine, they were saying that they could somehow follow the ghost in order to optimize or to improve the performance as well. And this was really, really nice that, let's say, the machine were learning how to be better, but then the real players can also benefit from it. And in this sense, was a very great contribution from this kind of paper. That's great. Cornell, Tadeo, thank you very much for your input once more. This is everything for today's podcast, and I am looking forward to meeting you again next week. Bye-bye.